Hello, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Abiding Life Ministries, Overcoming Life's Obstacles. This is Jerry McGee, located in Lindell, Texas. Thank you for listening in. I pray you'll be blessed. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be, or in a few months, we'll be sharing each month about uh, overcoming life's obstacles, the teaching principles of, of living the overcoming life. And in the future, we'll be meeting the first and third Thursdays, I'm sorry, first and third Tuesdays of the month from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Abiding Life Ministries was formed in 1978, and I've been in deliverance and inner healing since uh, 1978 and have seen hundreds of people set free by the power and by the blood of Jesus. And um, we are happy that you listen, listened in. Abiding Life Ministries, you can go on our website. You can reach abidinglifeministries.org or you can just go to jerrymcgee.com and it will take you there. And Jerry McGee is G like George, E like Edward, R like Robert, I like Ivy, M like Mary, C like Cat, G like George, H like Henry, and E like Edward, and E like Edward again. So jerrymcgee.com, and you can find free articles to read. There's free CDs you can listen to with deliverance prayers. There's books that you can order, books. uh, I've written several books, one on rejection, uh, one on uh, resetting life's negative reaping patterns, one on grief. Uh, He sent his word to heal you. Um, Entering God's rest through overcoming giants. Uh, clearing the land and that little clearing the land is a repentance book and you can actually get deliverance just going through the book so if you're interested in any of those things you can order them online at jerrymcgee.com and um, also I'll just mention before I start teaching that we have Duncanville uh, seminars in Duncanville Texas so if you live in the Dallas Metroplex uh, area um, you can attend those seminars the second Saturday of each month on my website, if you'll go to jerrymcgee.com and just sign up for the email um, to be on my email list, we send out flyers um, just notifying you about the meetings plus any other place I teach. also teach at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And if I kind of sound kind of sniffly, I've been trying to overcome something I've been um, I'm, been, I'm getting healed, but I have been coughing and sneezing all day long. So I hope all this makes sense tonight. But anyway, the, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the subject tonight will be overcoming anger and unforgiveness. You know, sometimes we allow anger. That's just the way we are. And, you know, we're not to, we're not to allow negative um, emotions in our lives. Uh, we just tolerate these things. We don't really have not been taught that we um, can't let the sun go down on our anger because the scripture says when we do, we give a foothold to the enemy. And so this message is overcoming anger and unforgiveness. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not just a message on telling you about your anger, but it's to tell you how you can overcome your anger. The scripture says that if we let the sun go down on our anger, we give a foothold to the devil. That means wherever you let the sun go down on your anger, you open up the door of your life to a demonic spirit. 
operating in your life. And that's why we have, we get upset, somebody hurts us, we let the sun go down on our anger, and we're hurt the first day, the second day it's unforgiveness, and then it's bitterness. And bitterness is like drinking poison waiting for someone else to die. And so God wants us to live a forgiving life. Uh, bitterness, if we don't deal with anger and bitterness, eventually it will work out in our bodies as sickness. And so Jesus said the whole law is fulfilled when we walk in love. The scripture says love is patient, so if love is patient, hate is impatient. If love is kind, hate is unkind. If love is not jealous, hate is jealous. If love is not, does not act unbecomingly, love acts unbecoming. If love forgives, hate is unforgiveness. The scripture goes on and say, says that we, uh, the greatest of these is love. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. In James 1.19, it says, You know, my beloved brethren, but let every, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God, because anger is the opposite of love, and love fulfills God's law. Anger breaks God's law of love. Some things that you need to see about anger is that anger is idolatry. Idolatry is loving anything more than you love Jesus. And you and I get angry because we want everyone else to think as much of our idols as we do. For example, if you have an idol that you want someone to love you, you get angry when they don't. If you have an idol that somebody has to listen to you, you get angry when they don't. If you have an idol, so you know what the idol is by whatever makes you angry. Anger is connected and linked to a hot wire that's connected to an idol. First Samuel fifteen twenty three says, uh, "Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and all iniquity is as idolatry." And so, the way we detect our idols is anything that makes you angry is linked to idolatry. <coughs> Excuse me. God wants us to overcome idols. In fact, the Bible says that no idolater will enter the kingdom of heaven. So every idol in our life has to be overcome if we're to be overcomers in Christ Jesus. And, of course, God doesn't show us everything at once. <clears throat> I'm sorry um, for the coughing, but um, anyway, <clears throat> I'm healed in Jesus' name. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. <clears throat> and so... Also, you can know what makes you afraid. Fear is linked to idolatry. If you have an idol, <coughs> sorry, if you have an idol, you fear you won't get it, and if you have it, you'll fear you lose it. I'm going to have to take a break here and get some water, and I'll be right back. <coughs> I apologize. I didn't realize that when I started talking, it made me cough the most. But anyway, we're going to get through this. And so the way you detect your idols is whatever makes you angry is linked to idolatry. Whatever makes you fearful or depressed tied in with an idol. You know, we get depressed because we look at life or we look at our life and we don't like what we see. We have an image in our mind, which is an idol. That's what we are to, we think we ought to look like, be like, or what kind of success we should be in life. And we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see, so we take a nosedive. 
Anger opens the door to unforgiveness, and then unforgiveness opens the door to bitterness. And eventually, if we don't deal with the anger, the unforgiveness, and the bitterness, it works out in our bodies as sickness. And I really believe that unforgiveness is behind all sickness. Clearly, even though this is not something anyone wants to hear, but sickness is rooted in sin. Either someone sins against me and I don't forgive them, I let the sun go down on it, or just through my sin that I haven't confessed. God says if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 21, God says, They made me jealous of what is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their idols. So I will make them jealous with those who are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. And, of course, that foolish nation is a, is a type and shadow of the powers of darkness. In Proverbs God goes on to say in that passage that he'll provoke us to anger and jealousy and fear and torment and the teeth of beasts and famine and hunger. And all of that's rooted in idolatry. 12.16 says, and a fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals dishonor or covers dishonor. Proverbs 14.29 says, He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. Proverbs 15, 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. Proverbs 15, 18 says, A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. Proverbs 6 says, he who's slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit is better than he who captures a city. So being a person that rules yourself, rules your, your spirit is greater than an army that can capture a city. There's great strength in being able to rule over your spirit man, and that's what God wants us to do. And, of course, we're all a work in progress, and this is not... It takes a lifetime to learn to overcome, and basically the promises of God are to the overcomer, not to the overcome. When we're overcome, we're not overcoming. Proverbs 19.11 says, A man's discretion, which is his wisdom, his knowledge, his prudence, his um, intelligence, makes him slow to anger. And it's his glory to overcome a transgression. Proverbs 19.19 says, A man of great anger will bear the penalty. <coughs> Excuse me. For if you rescue him, you'll only have to do it again and again and again. What this scripture is saying that if you're trying to appease an angry person and say you jump a foot high to make him happy or make her happy, <coughs> Next time you'll have to jump two foot high and then you'll have to jump three foot high and you'll keep on having to deliver him again and again and again because I don't know if you know much about an angry person, but you can never please them. There's always something that you have to to do to please them. And, of course, the Bible tells us if we practice angry, we'll not inherit the kingdom of God. Proverbs 20, verse 20. I'm sorry, Proverbs 20, verse 2 says, 
The terror of a king is like the growling of a lion. He who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. And what that means is God tells us to speak the truth in love. To speak the truth to an, to an angry person, you forfeit your life because for me to do that, I have to be willing to give up my life to the Lord that I might find it in obedience to him. Proverbs twenty two twenty four says, Do not associate with a man given to anger or go with a hot-tempered man lest you become like him. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what this means is when you fellowship with an angry person, the Bible says that, that uh, light cannot fellowship with darkness. The only way that light can fellowship with darkness is darkness compromises with the light or the or the light compromises with the darkness, but it's been my experience that the darkness never compromises with the light. I see people that love the Lord trying to appease an angry person, and God says, do not associate with a man given to anger or fellowship with him because the only way you can get along with him is to compromise the word of God, and when you do that, you become like him. You know, God says in Romans 8 that he wants to conform us to the image of Christ, he says, everything works together for good to those that love the, law, the Lord, to the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of Christ. And so the purpose of every trial we go through is to conform us to the image of Christ. And when I appease an angry person by compromising the word of God through compromise, what I do is I get conformed into the image of a hot-tempered person. And God doesn't want me to be a people pleaser. He wants me to be a God pleaser. Now, um, he doesn't want us to be a, try to appease someone else's demons. And so God tells us to speak the truth in love and let God handle whatever situation comes up. Proverbs 27, 4 says, Wrath is fierce and anger is a flood, but who can stand before jealousy? Proverbs 29, verse 8 says, Scorners set a city aflame, but wise men turn away from anger. Turn away anger. Turn away anger. Proverbs 30, verse 33 says, For the churning of the milk produces butter, and the pressing of the nose brings forth blood. So the churning of anger produces strife. Now, this is one of, you know, when I let anger turn around inside of me and I'm a person that stuffs my anger, <coughs> I'm a person that sweeps things under the rug. What happens when I do that, it anger turns around in me, and that's one of the roots to to um, nosebleeds. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you can take, it says for the churning of milk produces butter. You can take a heavy cream and put it in a in a jar and shake the jar up and it'll turn into butter. But it's saying, just as the pressing of the nose brings forth blood, so the churning of anger produces strife. So a person that's full of strife, it's, it's because they've got anger churning around in them. Ecclesiastes 5.17 says, Throughout a fool's life, he eats in darkness with great vexation, sickness, and anger. And vexation means a grief, sorrow, wrath, provocation, hurt, and idolatry because in my pain or in my frustration, I turn to something else other than turn to the Lord. <coughs> so that's why it's uh, idolatry. 
I apologize for this. Um, had I known that it was going to so much, I would have canceled the program. So I apologize to you who are listening in. Um, but praise God, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says, Do not be eager in your heart to be angry, for the anger of man, anger resides in the bosom of fools. And this could be, you know, many many people have a heart attack or have strokes or aneurysms or high blood pressure because of anger. And wouldn't you say that's the bosom? So when we're a fool, we're, we're, we're a person that's angry all the time. And God wants us to overcome anger. You know, when you get angry, you need to ask the Lord, which I do. If, I, if something makes me angry, I say, Lord, you know, what are you trying to teach me through this? And then I repent. Because everything God lets us go through, there's a, there is a, a lesson that he has to teach us. Ecclesiastes 10.10 10 says, So remove grief and anger from your heart and put pain out of your body. So if you have physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, sexual pain, or wherever the pain is, it's rooted in vexation of heart, which is grief, sorrow, anger, provocation, hurt, and idolatry. And so God tells me when I get that out of me, that the pain will leave. And so um, God wants us to live pain-free. You know, if you've got vexation in your heart, it doesn't matter how, many, how much pain medication you take. It's just going to come back. And when I do that, what I'm doing is I'm putting a Band-Aid on a spiritual problem. When I get to the root of my vexation, then the pain will leave. Praise God. Ephesians 4.23 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger uh, because you give a foothold to the devil. Now, I used to read that, and, and when it says be angry and don't sin, I used to think, well, I'm supposed to deny my anger. And my husband would say, are you angry? And I'd say, oh, no. Are you sure you're not angry? You sure have kind of a funny look on your face. No, I'm not angry. Well, what's wrong? No, I'm not angry, and you end up just blowing up. It doesn't mean to deny that you're angry. It means to take accountability for it. It means don't let anger control you. It means um, it means to say, yes, I'm angry. Admit it. Don't try to deny it. I have good reason to be angry, but because I love Jesus more than I love this anger and unforgiveness, I'm, I choose to forgive you. And, you know, um, forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. You don't have to feel like it you don't have to think it's fair you don't have to even really want to but i do it because i love jesus and i choose to forgive ephesians 3 ephesians 431 says let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor which is outcry and slander be put away from you along with all malice which is acid malignity um because of wickedness let uh, put it away from you. It means choose against it. You know, you can never overcome anger until you find out how it got there and lay down the idol. And before this teaching's over, by God's grace and by his mighty power, I want to show you how to lay down your anger. <clears throat> One way anger comes in is through fathers who provoke their children to anger. And the word fathers usually means the father figure in the home, but it can also be the mother of the home. It means the mother or father or whoever trained you up. It says in Ephesians 6, 4, 
Fathers, do not provoke yourself to do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So, if a parent, any place a parent does not train their child up in the way they should go, they provoke them to anger. And so, for example, say whenever any place a father or mother violates the word of God in training you up, you have an automatic anger issue. It may lay dormant for many, many years because God doesn't show us everything at once. But if something makes me angry, I find out why, how did it get there, and then I lay it down. And I'll show you how to do that by God's grace before the teaching is over. And so fathers are not to provoke their children to anger, but but they're to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So if a parent doesn't bring a child up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, he provokes him to anger in whatever area he violates the word of God. You know, in little children, we don't know not to let the sun go down on our anger. And because parents model for us a picture of what God's like, unconsciously we think God is just like our parents. And so... When a child is provoked to anger through parents violating the word of God, unconsciously he'll turn to a promise that when he grows up, life's going to be different, or he's going to, when he grows up, he's going to find someone who loves him, or when he grows up, he's going to find somebody that'll care about him or listen to him. And so, would you agree if 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 I'm hurt and I don't turn to God in that hurt and I let the sun go down on it? And I don't turn to God. I turn to a false God. And so then when I make a judgment on my parent, it sets in motion forces that cause me to keep on reaping the very same thing until I go back and take accountability for letting the sun go down on my anger when I go, until I go back and forgive my parents. The scripture says, honor your father and mother that all may be well with you and your days be long upon the earth. Well, honor doesn't mean you have to like them. It doesn't mean you have to pattern your life after them. It doesn't mean that if they're evil people, you even have to fellowship with them. It means that you forgive them by sudden down. And wherever you have let the sun go down on your anger, life is not going well for you in that particular area. You know, when two people get married, they marry somebody that will... Are they drawn to someone that's best able to fulfill their reaping process? And so, ninety-nine percent of the time, when a parent, when a when a mate is angry at the other mate, it's because it's an unresolved mother-daddy issue. But praise God, if you know that and you deal with it, you know sometimes we think going to a marriage seminar is the solution, but basically it's finding out. When you go through something with a mate, what is it I don't like about this this woman? What is it uh, I don't like about this man? And then ask the Holy Spirit to show you, did my mother do this? Did my daddy do this? And 99.9% of the time, 9 tenths percent of the time, that, that mate is mirroring an unresolved mother-daddy issue. And marriages can be healed if, each partner, instead of trying to beat each other over the head, and the husband saying, "You need to, you need to be a submissive wife," and he, uh, and of course, marriage seminars are great, but what it does is it gives us ammunition to use on the other one. Well, you need to, <coughs> you need to love me like Christ loves the church. Well, you need to not be a, a domineering wife. You need to be a submissive wife, and we just beat each other over the head 
but I've learned that if we go into our prayer closet and say, Lord, how does this situation, how is this, how does this relate to my mother or my dad or my grandmother or my grandfather? Because the sins of the parents pass on to the children to the third and fourth generation. And so parents, if they don't train us up in the way they should go, they train us up in the way we should not go. And however we're trained up sets a default. And a default's like a like a default on a computer. You can type a letter and use any kind of font. But when you go into another letter, the computer kicks the the kicks it back to the way it was set at the factory. And so the way we're set at the factory, we try to break these defaults and we get kicked back into the default. But the minute you forgive your parents, take accountability, break the judgments that you made, turn from the idolatry, then God resets the reaping process. Anger is listed as one of the works of the flesh. In Galatians 5.18 it says, but if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. So you could say if you're not being led under the, by the Spirit, you are under the law. Galatians 5.19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. <coughs> Adultery, that means to have sex with, to be married and have sex with someone else. Or, uh, you know, a married person having a sex with a single person. Are two married people having sex with someone besides their marriage? You know, we can commit adultery in our mind. You know, Jesus said if you just lust after someone that you've committed adultery. Fornication is when two people uh, have sex and they're, they're not married, outside of marriage. And I would say homosexuality falls into this category just as having sexual sin between a man and a woman outside of marriage. And uncleanness, which means morally impure, evil, or vile. Lasciviousness is listed as a work of the flesh, and it means inclined toward lust, uh, wanton, lewd behavior, arousing sexual desires, indicates sexual interest, or expresses itself in lust or lewdness. Idolatry, that's to love anything more than you love Jesus. That's basically any sin that you practice. Now, we're all sinners, but practicing sin is different than a one-time sin. It's still bad, and you still got to confess it. But in this passage, it's talking about practicing such things. Uh, witchcraft, which is sorcery, the same word that you get, pharmakian, pharmakia, which means a druggist, a pharmacist, means a spell-giving potion, Um so it has to do with medical and lots of the new age things that are they're being practiced today. Hatred, which is the opposite of love. Variance, which is to be a quarreler. Envy and jealousy is rivalry. Emulations, which is jealousy and rivalry. Wrath is anger, strife, sedition. Sedition is discontent, rebellion against authority, rebellious uprising, um, heresies, which means to hold the demonic doctrines. And there's so many doctrines out in the church today that are so demonic, um, so many that are calling it revival, but it's really instead of the Holy Spirit, it's the unholy spirit. There's drunkenness and gold dust and all kinds of 
false prophets in the church today. And how you detect it is to know that if they're not teaching you to deal with your sin, it's not from God. A true prophet, all through the Bible, every true prophet, their main message was repent of your sin. Many of these prophets today are just telling your fortune or telling you about Wall Street. And, of course, God's not interested in Wall Street. Uh, Heresies, which means holding to the demonic doctrines. Envyings, which has to do with ill will, probably having to do with jealousy. Murder, Jesus said if you're just angry with your brother, you've committed murder. If you don't love your brother, you've murdered him. Drunkenness, there's physical drunkenness and spiritual drunkenness. The church is full of drunkenness. Uh, You don't have to go to one of these fake revivals to get into drunkenness. I mean, you can be going to a real calm, you can be going to the Baptist church, and if you um, don't love Jesus with your whole heart, you've committed spiritual adultery against him. And uh, if you um, if you do a word study on drunk drunkenness, sober alert, you'll see there's not one scripture in the Bible that tells you to be drunk. In fact, it tells you to be sober for the purpose of prayer. It says, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, which means drink down, gulp down, and swallow, be swallowed up. Um, reveling means to take delight in boisterous merrymaking. You know, the Lord showed me years ago when I taught a message called Harlotry, Wine, and New Wine, Take Away the Understanding. I did a word study on wine, and I saw that When we commit spiritual adultery, you know, there's a table of the Lord. There's a table of demons. God has a good wine. He has good bread. In fact, the word of God is called the bread of life. But there's there's a table of demons. And when we pray a prayer to receive Jesus and our heart goes after other lovers, we've committed spiritual adultery against our bridegroom, Jesus. And so um, God mixes up a wine. It's called the cup of the wine of his wrath that he makes the harlot drink and she becomes drunk. And so basically drunkenness is a judgment from God. Now, I've written a book called Drunkenness, Is It a Blessing or a Curse? And you can order that online at jerrymcgee.com or you could go to abidinglifeministries.org. Revelings means to take delight in boisterous mirror-making. It goes on to say, and such like of which I tell you, (coughs) excuse me, as I've told you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, of course, that word is practice those things. It's not talking about a one-time sin. It's talking about, for example, if someone were to describe you, would they say you're an angry person? Would they say that you're a person that practices the things that I've just read, which are the deeds of the flesh. And if you are, the Bible says that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it's not a one-time sin. It's a practice, a habit, a custom. In, in Genesis 4, 5, it says, and you know the story of Cain and Abel. God told Cain and Abel what kind of sacrifice to bring. And you know, Cain, he offered his own offering. He did what he wanted to do, and he had no regard for God's offer, or he had no regard for what God told him to do. And God went on to say he had, he, 
he had no regard. It says Cain became angry and his countenance fell. And God had no regard for his offering. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is, is crouching at the door and its desire is to master you. You must master it. Verse 20 says, I'm sorry, Matthew 5, 20 says, For I tell you that your righteousness, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, of course, the righteousness that surpasses the scribes and the Pharisees uh, is is to the righteousness of Jesus, which is to walk in love. Matthew 5.21 says, You've heard it said, and I've told you, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother should be guilty before the Supreme Court, and whoever shall say to his brother, you good for nothing, in other words, you know, you're not worth it, I wish I'd never married you, I wish you'd never be born, uh, that's just an example, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, and whoever shall says you fool shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell, and that word fiery hell in the Greek means the place, the final place of punishment for the ungodly. So anger will send you to hell if you practice it. Uh, verse 23, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your case, present your offering. Now that's a picture if your brothers or sisters are upset with you and you're not upset with them, God tells you to go and get right with them and then come and pray. And years ago, the Lord made me call this lady, and I really thought it was her fault, but I was convicted when I read this scripture. And so I called this lady and I said, Jackie, would you please forgive me? And she said, well, I wondered when you were going to wake up. And, of course, I could have gotten into another uh, disagreement with her, but I just calmly said, because I didn't want to have to call her back, so... I just said, well, just forgive me for not, please forgive me for not loving you like I should. Well, she never took accountability, but see, it didn't matter because I wanted my heart right with God. And she might not have even known God. Matthew 5.25 says, make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you're with him on the way, unless, uh, so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge. And in James 2, it says there's one lawgiver and one judge, and we know that's God. And the judge to the officer, and the officer is a demonic spirit, and you be thrown into prison, and it's a spiritual prison. So when we're angry, God turns us over to demonic, a demon power, our demons, demons, and then we're put in a spiritual prison for, for every person we're angry at. Truly I say to you, you will not come out of there till you pay up the last cent. In other words, you're going to stay in a prison, a spiritual prison held by demons until you forgive every person that you're angry at. And it's a choice. Forgiveness is not an emotion. It's a choice. I choose to do it. Matthew 6, 14 says, Jesus said, For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father 
will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. And um, and this is an unpardonable sin. If you don't forgive, God said he will not forgive you. Second uh, Corinthians 2.10, Paul said, For whom you forgive, I forgive also. And indeed, what I have forgiven, I have, I have forgiven anything. It was for your sakes in the presence of Christ, so that no advantage be taken of us by Satan, for we're not ignorant of his his devices or his schemes. Well, anger and unforgiveness is one of his devices, that he can hold us in bondage, he can make us sick, he can hinder our prayers, because if we've got ought, we've got to leave our gift at the altar and go be reconciled to our brother. In Matthew eighteen twenty one. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall I forgive uh, those who sin against me? Up to seven times. And, of course, God told him, not just up to seven times, up to 70 times, seven times. And then Jesus gives the parable of the Lord who had two servants. One owed about 18 million, I'm sorry, one owed about $10 million. The other one owed about $18. And so the one that owed about $10 million, uh, the Lord commanded that he be thrown into prison. And he had said, have mercy on me. I don't have any money. You know, have mercy on me. And, of course, the Lord forgave him all that debt. And no sooner had he been forgiven, he goes and finds someone that owes him $18. That's kind of the way it, it is when we don't forgive. I mean, God's forgiven us for more than $10 million. And if we don't forgive someone else, it's like a, $10 $10 million debt versus a $18 debt. And in that parable, uh, the Lord's servant saw what had happened, and he uh, he saw this man choke this man that owed him $18, throw him in prison, and they went and told the Lord to it, uh, Lord on him. And the Lord said, you evil servant, should you not have forgiven a debt as I've forgiven you? And then in verse 35, he says, my heavenly father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive your brother from the heart. And so God says in, in uh, Matthew eighteen thirty four, thirty three and 34, that if we don't forgive, he turns us over to the tormentors. And that word tormentors in the Greek means demons that, uh, demons that in pain. It means the pain of disease. It means an inquisitor. And an inquisitor is a... Is a, is a a jailer who stretches someone out on a rack and tortures him until he gets what he wants. And so when we don't forgive, we're turned over to the tormentors, which means demons that inflict pain. It means the pain of disease. It means an inquisitor. So it's not profitable to not forgive. And not only that, if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. And if we're not forgiven, we don't go to heaven. I don't care how many times we've prayed a prayer to receive Jesus. I don't care how many times we've gone to church. In fact, you know, about 90% of church members are not even saved. You know, Howie Pittman says 90% of church members are lost. And Leonard Ravenhill, another great man of God, he says that only only about 10% of uh, people in the church are saved. And the way we forgive is years ago I had lunch with someone and we got in a disagreement. And uh, the Lord taught me how to forgive. And so 
when we got through, you know, we were eating and she, her and I got in a disagreement. And I asked her to forgive me and she asked me to forgive her. And the next day I was still arguing with her in my head. I cannot believe, I was, I was thinking, I cannot believe, rah, rah, rah. I can't believe she was so negative. I can't believe she's so critical. And I said, Lord, she said she was sorry. And I said, I was sorry. How do I get over this? And the Lord said, um, she's reminding you of the things you don't like about your mother. And I said, well, Lord, I don't know what to forgive my mother for. And the Lord said, forgive your mother for everything you don't like about her. And so I said, well, Lord, I forgive my mother for this. I forgive my mother for that, for being negative, for being critical. I forgive my mother. And you know what? It didn't even matter to me anymore. Now, if you if you say the words, I'm sorry, I, I forgive somebody, and, and next week it comes back, or a month later it comes back, or a year later it comes back, and you're still ragging on them in your head, you haven't forgiven them. Jesus said you have to forgive from the heart. And so after I forgave my mother, this, this woman was mirroring everything that I had not forgiven my mother for. And so... As I began to forgive my mother, this, this lady was not even an issue. Now, somebody might say to me, Jerry, would you forgive me for what I said yesterday? And I'll say, what did you say? And they might say, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, oh, I didn't think anything of it. That's not a hard issue. But for, for those of you who are listening in, if you, if you say the words, I forgive so-and-so, and then you can't get over it, it comes back tomorrow, next week, two weeks later, it won't go away. It's a heart issue. It's going back to mother, dad. Plus, if you make a vow, you'll never forgive. Guess what? That binds you to that vow. And so some of you who are listening in need to break the vows you made that you'll never forgive. It's kind of like to forgive means to transfer one case from my courtroom to another courtroom. And so uh, to forgive, it's like I take, I get off my judge's bench and I take the people that have hurt me, plus my mother and dad, because it started with them. You know, when your mother and daddy do it right, it's not even an issue. And so uh, the people in your present circumstances really are doing to you or did to you what your mother and dad did. So you take these people, get off your judge's bench, take the people by the hand that you need to forgive and, and take your mom and dad. And you take him to God's courtroom where he sets up on the throne as the great God of the universe. And you put him in God's courtroom and you rest your case. You shut the door and you rest your case. Now, God says vengeance is mine and heal through pay. So when you do that, then God, the, law of, the law of sowing and reaping will catch them. Because however they treat you, they're going to get the same thing more later and the same thing. And so now if you want that to happen to them and you want that to happen to them, then you get whipped. So put him in God's courtroom, let it go, and know that vengeance is God. He's going to repay them through the law of sowing and reaping because we sow what we reap what we sow. And so um, another way that I forget, another way I let anger go is if something bothers me or makes me angry, or, and this works with fear too. Lord, you see what these people are doing to me? Lord, if that would, you know, I do like Abraham did Isaac. I take it up the mountain like Abraham took up Isaac. And I say, Lord, you see what they're doing. You see this, what's going on. Uh, This is what the devil's telling me, Lord. And I go, I take it up the mountain like Abraham did Isaac. 
And I say, Lord, if this would bring you greater glory and honor for everybody to keep on treating me that way, so be it. But devil, you can't touch me. Now, you have to mean it, of course. But I can tell you, it disarms anger, it disarms fear, it disarms depression. Because God says he's scheduled every day of your life before you were even even born. And when you when you go before God and you um, you lay all of this on His altar, what you're saying is, God, I trust You so much with my life. You know what I need, when I need it, if I need it, when to give it to me. And that's the perfect love that casts out fear. Now I don't pray that way if if, if there's no fear or anger or depression. Um, you know, if if God says that you have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. The scripture says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. The scripture says, this is the confidence you can have toward him, that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, you already have what you asked for. So I take this I take this to the Lord and I say, Lord, if you glorify you the most for no one to ever love me, for no one to ever value me, for no one to ever talk to me, for me to never have any friends, for me to walk alone or whatever is troubling you, I let it go because, and you see, now, if you're not living for the glory of God, then that doesn't work. But see, if you're living for the glory of God and he says this is the confidence you can have toward him, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, you already have what you ask for. So if you pray a prayer that God will be glorified, then you can be sure that prayer will be answered and you can accept whatever comes. And I can tell you that will disarm fear, that will disarm anger, it will disarm depression, and it will help you walk in victory. But you have, to, you have to let go of the idolatry. Jesus said if you don't give up, you have to give up your life that you might find it. But if you hold on to your life, you'll lose it. He goes on to say in John 12, Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. So God wants us to produce much fruit in our life, and it's only as we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow the Lord. But let me tell you, every ang- everything in your life that makes you angry, you have got to get over it by sundown. And, you know, many of you who are listening in have let the sun go down on your anger night after night after night. And I can tell you, if you have, you're full of demons. You've got, you're like raw meat. You're that angry, hot-tempered man that abounds in transgression. And so God wants us to live an overcoming life. He wants us to not tolerate anger in our life. Don't tolerate fear in your life. Don't tolerate depression in your life. It's just all rooted in idolatry. And here's an admonition. It says, but, but, but now you also put them all anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth and put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. In other words, 
you know, you, you, we pray for these things, but God says put it off. God says you do it. You choose to do it. It says forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also you forgive. And above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the perfect bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, which you were also called into one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with great, uh, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do also in the name of Jesus. And, uh, what I want to do is I want to lead you in repentance, those of you who are listening out there, and then uh, pray deliverance over you. And then if anyone needs prayer, personal prayer, if you'll call in the number that I'm going to give you in a little bit, then you can receive personal prayer. And if no one calls in, then we'll just end the program. Um, and so if you're listening in, so just pray this with me. Lord, forgive me that I have been slow to hear quick to speak and quick to anger god forgive me for breaking your covenant your law of love forgive me for idolatry forgive me for unforgiveness and bitterness uh and lord in jesus name lord i ask you to forgive me for making you jealous uh, with other gods with idols with the things that make me angry with my rebellion, which is witchcraft, and with my iniquity, which is as idolatry. Forgive me for jealousy, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. God, forgive me for um, not concealing dishonor. Forgive me for being quick to anger. And, Lord, forgive me for not having under. Forgive me for exalting folly. Forgive me for not uh, having gentle answers for people. Forgive me for being hot-tempered. Uh, Lord, forgive me for being quick to anger. Forgive me for being full of strife. Forgive me for not being slow to anger. Lord, forgive me for not ruling my spirit. Forgive me for not having discretion, knowledge, prudence, uh, intelligence, which makes me slow to anger. Forgive me for not overlooking a transgression. Lord, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for being a man, a woman of great anger that people can't please me. I'm always wanting people to cater to me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for not being willing to give up my life and speak the truth in love. Forgive me for uh, associating with people given to anger and going with hot-tempered people. And forgive me for allowing myself to be to the image of to their image instead of your image. Forgive me for um, compromising and compromising the word of God to walk with certain people. God, forgive me in the name of Jesus for anger and jealousy. Forgive me for being a scorner. Forgive me for letting anger turn around in me. Forgive me for sweeping things under the rug instead of speaking the truth in love. Forgive me for being a fool, eating in darkness with great vexation, sickness, and anger. Forgive me for anger that's opened me up to high blood pressure, uh, aneurysms, strokes, congestive heart failure. Forgive me for being angry at myself. I forgive myself. I forgive 
Every person that you show me that I'm angry at, forgive me for allowing anger to reside in my bosom. (coughs) Excuse me. Forgive me for being a fool. Lord, I remove grief and anger from my heart, and I put pain out of my body. Forgive me for all the times I've let the sun go down on my anger. Forgive me for bitterness, anger, clamor, outcry, slander, malignity, malice. Acid malignity, wickedness. I forgive my mother and father for training me up in the way I should not go. I forgive them for um, violating your word, Lord, in training me up. Lord, I didn't know I could go to you, and I turned to false gods. I made promises to myself that were false gods. When I grew up, life's going to be different. I'm never going to be like my mom and dad. Uh, I'm going to find someone who loves me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And, Lord, forgive me for all the (coughs) times I turned against you. Forgive me for not honoring my mother and father. Lord, I lay down the idolatry. I ask you, Lord, to break the defaults that were set, the negative training up. Lord, forgive me for the works of the flesh. God, forgive me for um, adultery, physical and spiritual adultery, fornication. Forgive me for uncleanness, being morally impure, evil, vile, inclined for lustful, lewd behavior. God, forgive me for witchcraft and idolatry, sorcery, variance, being a quarreler. Forgive me for emulations, jealousy, and rivalry. Lord, forgive me for strife and sedition. Lord, forgive me for discontent, rebelling against authority, true authority. Lord, forgive me for holding to demonic doctrines. Forgive me for envying. Ill will. God, would you please forgive me for murder, uh, hating people, not loving people. Forgive me for spiritual drunkenness and physical drunkenness. Forgive me for being a reveler, taking delight in boisterous merrymaking. Forgive me for practicing such things. Forgive me for being like Cain and sin. The the enemy is crouching at my door. Lord, I, I choose to do well. I choose to turn from it. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I choose to master the fear and the fear and the anger in my life. Lord, forgive me that my righteousness has not surpassed that of the Pharisees. I have not walked in love. Lord, forgive me for committing murder and being liable to the court. Lord, forgive me for being uh, angry with my brother and guilty before the court. Forgive me for telling people or thinking that people are good for nothing. God, forgive me for um, being a fool, telling people they're fools, telling people that they're not worth it, that I wish I'd never married them if, if I've ever said that. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to make friends with, with quickly with my opponent at law. God, I ask you to show me every person that I need to uh, forgive. Lord, I choose to um Make friends quickly. And, Lord, I forgive and I pay up the last cent. Forgive me for vowing if I ever did, I'll never forgive. I forgive my forefathers for vowing they'd never forgive. Forgive me for giving Satan an advantage in my life and being ignorant of his schemes. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for holding unforgiveness. I've been turned over to the tormentors. My body is sick. 
my mind has been sick. I've been tormented through unforgiveness. And, Lord, it's like uh, I'm being tortured by demons because of holding unforgiveness. And, Lord, I forgive my mother and father for all the people that um, have wronged me. Forgive me for I forgive my mother and father. And, Lord, all the people in my present circumstances who've wronged me, for whatever they've wronged me for, I forgive my mother and dad for the same thing, and I forgive them. Lord, I get off my judge's bench. I walk these people that I've been holding unforgiveness toward and my mother and father over to your courtroom. For you said on, uh, you said as the judge of the universe, and, Lord, I put these people in your courtroom. I put my mother and dad in the courtroom. I let my I let this situation go, and Lord, if it would bring you greater glory and honor for for everybody to keep on treating me the same old way, then so be it. But devil, you cannot touch me because how dare you think you can touch anyone who are in the hands of God? And I put myself in God's hands. Father, I put aside anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from my mouth. Father, I put on the new man who's been renewed in the knowledge of of the image of of him that created him. Lord, in the name of Jesus, uh, as as the elect of God, holy and beloved, uh, Lord, I put on bowels of mercy and kindness and humblest of mind and meekness and longsuffering. Lord, I choose to forbear with one another, forgive others, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I put on love, charity, which is the perfect bond of of perfectness. And, Lord, I I thank you that the peace of God is going to rule in my heart. Thank you, Lord. I I choose to let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom, uh, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing, making melodies in my heart to the Lord. And, Lord, whatever I do from this day forward and I do in word or deed, I do in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I just take accountability for whatever happened to me in the loins of my forefathers all the way back to Adam and Eve of the, all of the spirit of anger and unforgiveness that's come down generationally. Lord, I break generational curses, soul tie curses, cultural curses uh, with every person that I've been angry and bitter toward. With my forefathers, I sever every cord of control linking their souls to mine. I call back my soul and spirit from them, cleansed, sanctified, and made whole by the blood of Jesus, and I send back their souls and spirits to them. I exchange their image for the image of Christ in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command every demonic spirit, anger and unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, anger, wrath, mass, Malice, fear, envy, jealousy, I command you to leave every person who's listening in. I break the power of idolatry. I break the power of unbelief and doubt, lies and lying. I break the power of every spirit that's come in through sorcery, through divination. I break the power of idolatry, bitterness, wrath, malice, anger. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave every person who's listening into this program in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, I break your power. I command you to go now. Depression, discouragement, despondency, I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus. All self-pity, all martyr spirits have to go. All depression, you have to go now in the name of Jesus. 
all rebellion, all antichrist spirits, the spirit of unforgiveness, the spirit of torture and torment. I command the inquisitors to go in Jesus' name, in the name, power, blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name. I break your power over the lives of every person who's listening in, in Jesus' name. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, God. You can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. If anyone would like personal prayer, if you want to call in right now, to 646-595-4784 and press 1. And if if no one calls in, then we'll just uh, close the show in a few minutes. I'll give you a little time to call in. Uh, You can go to jerrymcgee.com. Go to my website, and uh, you can sign up for my daily emails uh, that get sent out uh, not quite daily. <laughs> but um, but I, I notify you of meetings that I have or where I'm going to be or also sometimes little daily thoughts of encouragement. And so um, you can also listen. Uh, you can also uh, read free articles online, and there's, quite a few free CDs you can listen to. You can order books online. You can donate by going to jerrymcgee.com or abidinglifeministries.org. And the sweet lady that puts this program on, her name is Dorothy Carruthers. If you would like to help support her, uh, her, you can uh, send a gift through PayPal by going to dchurchy, like C-H-U-R-C-H-Y-1, at hotmail.com. And um, you can call me at 903-882-1965. If you'd like to schedule a meeting in your area, you can also email me or call me at uh, the number that I just gave you. Uh, If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, near, I do Duncanville meetings uh, the second Saturday of every month starting at 10 o'clock. They're free. Uh, We take a love offering up, but uh, uh, I teach, and then we do deliverance, and you can also get personal ministry. But if you sign up on uh, abidinglifeministries.org or you can go to jerrymcgee.com and sign up, then I'll send you a flyer and a schedule and directions to the Duncanville meeting. Um, And be sure and listen again uh, next uh, next month, the first and the third Tuesdays of the month from 6 a.m. Central Time. Uh, but be sure to listen in again. And if I can be a blessing to you, contact me at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net. And um, I'm just going to close the program now. And um, Jerry, we do have able- a caller. Oh, I do? Okay. Okay. Uh, let me open their mic. Area code 903, you have a prayer request or question? Okay. Go Hello, right ahead. Your mic is open. Hello. How can I, hi. How can I help you? Yes, I'm just uh, I'm just needing to be prayed for. I'm, uh, it's nothing uh, I can't get ahead of everything. It's just keep getting knocked down. Uh uh, colonoscopy. It turned out to be um, they, my back was uh, injured with, I guess, the, the process. 
uh, down to nerve damage, down to, you know, uh, down sick. Just, I just can't get out. It's just not just that. It's everything I do. It's just uh, something knocks me down. I can't, I can't, can't, can't get ahead. I can't lose my job. And just, it's nothing's working. Did you lose, did you lose your job? No, not yet. No, I'm on disability, short-term disability, to get all this taken care of. But it just, every time I start to everything getting something uh, taken care of, then something else knocks me down, knocks me down. I just, and it's been going on for a long time, like probably a year or so. Did it? What happened? Has this happened your whole life, or just the last two years? Uh, well, I was just the last few. I tell you, I don't know. Uh, I don't do that going and, and getting, you know. Um, a long uh, talker, but years and years ago, I had met someone, and, and uh, people think that it was something evil that was uh, that I'd carried with me. But to me, it, it had some things that happened that I thought were good, and I just, uh, to me, I had um, I spiritually, I got more across at that time, and, and I picked up and uh, made myself a better person. And for years and years, and um, this year lately, uh, the, that has the same person had. I guess hinted in my life, and and I just feel just like some of the other is people. This a, is this a girl or a boy? It's a girl, and they feel that she has the, the cast spells, or or I don't know what you want to say, but she has. And honestly, after thinking now, honestly, believe that's what's going on. I'm, I need something broke here because it's uh, it's absolutely. And the pen, okay, that this happened two years ago, right? Did you? Oh, actually, no. It's probably about uh, twenty-five years ago. But but okay. I haven't had really had any problems till just just recently, um, uh, because of the. Yeah, so I went back to Texas. And my whole life would fall apart. I had a, a daughter by her, and we had a falling out. And as soon as I had a falling out, everything in my life just started crashing in. I mean, everything. I lost, I lost six people in my life that were real close to me in less than in less than six months. Everybody, people that I've been with for my whole life, I lost them. Lost uh, just just everything and and everything. Well, I, did this start 25 years ago or two years ago? Well, it actually, it's started two years ago. Started getting bad, but you know, I, at, at 25 years ago, I thought it was something good because things have picked up my life. I started doing well. Other people thought it was bad, but okay, I, were you, you sexually were you sexually involved with her? Yes. I mean, were, before you were married. No, I had a, I had a daughter by her. And, uh, and I haven't, she wouldn't let me see my daughter. And then recently we had a falling out, probably, I don't know, probably just before I had this colonoscopy. And uh, pretty much she, we don't okay. talk anymore. And everything so fell apart. So and I feel it. It's just, it's, something's going on here. contact recently with her? Not well through uh, email, not, you know. But I, there was uh, it's not just me, but just there's several people that would back up uh, just a lot of things that were supernaturally that happened way back then. Okay, two years. There was fires that were started. There were um, things that were just the, all the clocks in the house stopped all at three o'clock. Uh, just things that she did, and it, I mean it was um, a lot of a lot of things. And you know, all my friends, they all knew about it. And at one time, I had someone actually had a, a contract on my life because they were scared of. Because what I, they thought that I brought something in, and, I, and to me, I never—I'm not really, sure, you know, sure. I just—it just. Uh, I just let's back up. There's too many stories going on here. Let's see. Have you ever been born again? Yes, I have. Yes, that I have. means not just believing in, in Jesus with your head, but it's got down and transformed your heart. I believe I have. Yes, ma'am. So you know that you know that you know that you're born again. Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
Well, sin is behind the sickness, and a curse without a cause cannot lie. So there had to be some spiritual um, ground in your life for her to speak curses on you. Probably she's into witchcraft or something. And it's yes, 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 yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, you can read the curses in Deuteronomy 28, and it goes back to disobedience to the voice of God and his commandments. Proverbs 26.2 says, like a sparrow in its flitting, like a, like a swallow in its flying, so a curse without a cause cannot alight. And so there has to be a, a ground. In other words, it's kind of like a house with all the windows open. Things can fly in. Does that make sense? I, I, I guess. And yeah, I had a, <coughs> back then, I had, the way I'd, I'd met her and the way everything happened, uh, I was uh, back then, way back then, I was drugs real bad and, and and i came in the house one day and there was a letter on the and and it, it actually it was from god i mean because i still have a letter it basically said you know please uh you know just walk with me let me uh you know just hand everything over to you and i wouldn't put myself in a, in a rehab and i got out and everything everything fell in line everything that i did worked everything and i did that and i had made amends and and, and i did that and i um uh, the, the worst thing I did was ever uh, wrote my life was uh, cheated on my wife and caused divorce and and I made sure that I never done that any, again and I worked on it real hard and, uh, right. and, I, and I told and God so, that you know that I would never you know and you're not in any kind of a sexual sin right now right well yeah, yeah I am oh, we're living together yeah see what you're doing that's an open door for the enemy for sickness the fornication Fornication and adultery and sexual sin. You know, if you if you look up the things that makes God the most angry, it's idolatry. Which sexual sin is idolatry. What do I do about that? I love. I, we love each other. Well, you need to get married. I know. <laughs> I, 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 you I agree. So you need to get married if you if you love her. But you need to. You know, if you do you have children by her. No. Yeah, you need and see when you bring children in the world and they're Ill, illegitimate, they're born with a root of rejection. They're born with a spirit of shame. And I'm not, please no, I'm not condemning you. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, we're we're not. She she can't have children. We're 56. She can't have children, and I I I can't. You know, and I've I've had my kids. And my kids are. I don't know what happened, but they uh, they don't talk to me anymore. Uh, grandkids, good um, things left. Well, you, as you uh, realign your life with the Word of God. The curses will start falling off It's like um, it, The best way to describe it Is like say you're, The Bible says you're a spiritual house You're a temple of the Holy Spirit That's what the Bible says Well okay. a house And so it's when the doors are open Or the windows are open of a house Things can get in Is that right? Oh they're in I had I had colonoscopy Went in and they had these pods I came out two days later I don't know what happened. I've never had any back problems. I can't hardly walk right now. It went from my back went down to my legs. Then it's it just uh, uh, I, I can't I can't get. It's not healing. I'm just I'm, and I've never been like this. And now I've got a cold or something going on. My job is wanting me back, and it's just everything that I try to do doesn't work. Everything that I try to do doesn't work. But well, my, see, that's the way curses. That's the way curses are. If you read Deuteronomy, when we get off the phone, I want you to read Deuteronomy 28. It says, because of disobedience to the voice of God and His commandments, He lists fifty some odd curses that you'll be uh, uh, 
the blessings are that you'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Well, the opposite of that is that everything you do will be cursed. And so you're under all those curses because of sin, because God loves you. He wants you, as you begin to uh, confess your sin, if you'll email me, I'll send you a little repentance book to... Uh, or do you live in Canton? Do you live uh, yeah, in Canton? Uh huh. Yeah. If you'll send me, if you'll text me your um, your address, I'll send you a little book called Clearing the Land, and it basically it helps you and the person you're living with get your life right with the Lord. You'll actually get deliverance just reading the book. But I'll send it to you for free. I don't. I, I don't want to. I can't. I mean, we love each other. I mean, it's just I, doesn't matter. I know. It doesn't I, I was listening to you a while ago. No adulterer or fornicator will enter the kingdom of heaven unless he repents. And so Is that one of the biggest re- things that you see right now going on with me? Well, that plus probably when you were involved with this woman, she was probably in a little witchcraft way back 25 years ago. And yeah, it's not just, the woman I'm with. No, it's not. It's not her. No, but it was the woman that you were. You had a child by. Right, we have fallen out. Everything she's. And lately, you, and lately you've talked to her, and y'all had a falling out over email, and she's probably in stronger witchcraft now. Yep, that's, that's what I feel and anyway. She, she, couldn't, she, she, couldn't, she couldn't put curses on you unless there was sin in your life. We, we uh, just before, just the divorce, I got divorced, you know, not too long ago, and uh, the, the, I thought my wife then uh, knew about what was going on, and, and they come to me, and I had friends that told me that, uh, she told me either it goes or I go, uh, Whatever it was, oh, she pulled her son out of bed by his feet, and whatever was going on there, and, and her friends, and uh, it, it was all around. And it, in fact, I didn't see it; nothing happened to me. But this was happened in the house. There was some really. Uh, uh, wait a I'm confused. You've got too many stories. This woman that you were with 25 years ago. No, no, no. no. This, yeah, this is one that that the people that I people that friends that I know that 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 seen in what was going on with me from from 25 years ago and people that I told about it have actually seen these things go on my ex-wife actually has seen and, and her her kids has been around and seen what I was talking about and been true just probably 2 years well, ago I mean, when I got I divorced no uh-huh. I don't doubt it I don't doubt it Oh yeah, yeah, they, they pull him. They pull. They pull him out of bed with with the feet, with his feet, and and I have I have myself. Wait, and I wait first, a minute. Pulled who, wait a minute. Pulled who out of bed? Uh, her son out of bed with his feet. That's your ex-wife. Yes, yes, her son. That was her son. Is she into witchcraft or anything? No, no, she's not. She knew about these things that I talked about. Right. And that she never, she never experienced it. She just heard my friends and and and, and heard them agree and the things that happened to me 25 years ago. Well, they actually come to life, and she's seen them two years ago. And, and things were happening to her and her son. Okay, not me. And that was one thing that happened to her son. There was a, a I don't know what all happened to her, but that was uh, they uh, they were scared. They scared them to death. And then her, even even her friends. Uh, we're experiencing the same thing. They come over and asking me, please hey, get rid of it. I don't doubt that. Did you know that curses that because of sin, they can the demons can kill you? Did you know that? Oh yeah. I, you know what? This, I just when this first happened, you, when I met this girl years ago, I don't. It was kind of weird. I come out of this little bar and I looked at her. She looked at me. I don't know what happened. I just got in the car, drove home with her. Never talked to her. Went to bed. Nothing happened. We did that for about five days. Talked to her. And uh, but the third night, I laid down, 
and I uh, and I heard, I mean, I, that was being held down, and I heard about probably. Well, this is uh, I would heard about probably fifteen or twenty laughter. He he, they were just going all so around me, all these voices, and I was being held down to the bed. And, uh, and I got and I got out of it. But for Wait I guess for, I need to know was I need to know was this twenty five years ago or recent? Yes, yes, twenty five years ago. Okay, then it sounds like if she looked at you and you looked at her, she put a design on you, or yep. you just follow her and go home with her. I did. Uh, I, we stayed together for five years, and th- good things happened. Good things, you know, like I said, since the good, really good things, my life changed in a positive way. About her, she was a Catholic if religion. Free, you're going to have to line your life with the Word of God. Yes, sir, I can't. have. I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I really no, am. you're not. Well, well I know, but you, oh. you got to get married. I know. You're right. You're right. You're exactly right. You're going to have to get. It's like you got to get your house in order. Your your house uh, has got the windows open. Right. And I, the, yeah. you said it, God says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And if you will, um, if you will, te- if you will text me. <laughs> what do you? What do I do? Do I leave until I get married? Well, um, just <laughs> plan to have a wedding in the de- in a day or two. Or <laughs> I, I don't mean, know if that's going to happen or not. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know how that would happen. <laughs> well, you. Oh, I don't know how that would happen. Right now, well, I've got a. Uh, actually, I've, uh, I've got a procedure I've got to get done at the Tyler uh, Spine Center. That this won't go down. It's kind of funny. I, I I read the word and I feel better. I can walk, and all of a sudden it just comes right back. But I've well, got. Uh, I have a disc that's blown out. All of a sudden, for some reason, I, I have no not a clue. It just come out of the nowhere. Sonic. <laughs> Demonic. Huh? All of that is demonic. It is. It is. It, it, it is. And I got to go to work, you know, and everything I try to do to to to, to make things work. Because I try but to go back have, to work, and and, and have, but you haven't done what it takes to get free, and that's to align your life with the Word of God. You know, if you read the Word of God, you need to. When I read the Word of God, right. I, I confess my sin as I'm reading. If it says, because you did this, I'm going to do that, I say, oh, God, forgive me for doing that, which would cause you to do this. And I forget, I have, I've asked search. forgiveness for everything that I've ever done. I'm just doing this one thing right here that, uh, that I've, I've known for a while, but I just haven't. I, 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 we talk about it, and it just hasn't happened. Well, the Bible says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So every sin has to be confessed. You can't everything you basically, you know, this I'm not trying to overwhelm you, but you your your life is full of sin and you for you to get healed you're gonna to have to get rid of the sin. And the way you do that is confess your sin to God, ask him to forgive you. Align your life with the word of God. <laughs> you got the same thing I got, don't you? <laughs> I tell you, I've been coughing. I've been coughing all day, I and I too. didn't realize when I got on the radio program it was going to be so difficult to her. I would have canceled the program, but um, we'll get but over I, it. Huh? But I, you can go on my website. There's a lot of free CDs to listen to, and they all have deliverance prayers. Okay, you you need a lot of deliverance, and you it's the truth that sets you free, and you can get free just listening to those CDs. And why don't you do that? Call me, and I'll pray with you. After you listen to all the CDs online, I'm going to pray with you anyway. I'm going to 
lead you in repentance to break whatever that lady spoke on you. Okay. But but she couldn't be putting curses on you. She absolutely can be. I know, I know she is now. I thought well, didn't think so, have, but it, that, there's no other reason to. No, no, no. She, she's doing it because there's sin in your life. Okay. And if you're living with somebody out of wedlock, that, uh, that's no, that's no, that's it, it couldn't come near me if I didn't have that. Right. Well, that and whatever else. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you get married and it's still having curses, then there's something else. It's kind of like peeling an onion. Right. You know, you you can uh, it, some deliverance is like layers, and because you've got all these physical problems, uh-huh. if you have bowel problems, you know, adultery. There was a king in the Bible who committed. Uh, physical adultery, and the Bible says his bowels fell out. Wow! And it was, yeah, and I've, I've always been healthy. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, a few times in my life, I've met some people that I've ran into that that uh, I probably shouldn't have listened to, and you know that wasn't right. But that was before, you know way before that I. Well, was, but in, the, in those you know. cases, you need to ask God to forgive you and break soul ties. But you can hear these messages only. You need to break soul ties with every person you've ever sinned with, because whoever you sin, whoever you have a soul tie with, you get the demons, the physical problems, um, the sicknesses, the familiar spirits, and the demons of whoever you have a soul tie with. And a soul tie is a connection in the spirit. You can't see it with the human eye, but in the in the physical, I mean, you can't see it with the physical eye, but it's in the spirit realm. Right. You're tied to every person you have a soul tie with. You're still tied to that woman 25 years ago through the sin. that The sin bound you to a soul tie with her. Yeah, we never got married either. I know. Yeah. I, I did understand that. <laughs> so, um, and so right now, physically, you've got back problems. Oh, yeah. And polyps. I got had 18 polyps Bell removed. Problems. I went to just have my 18 polyps removed, and two days later... Uh, I came in. I have uh, a ruptured disc that turned into nerve damage going to my leg. To uh, I've been in pain for the last six weeks. I can't every day and night. I can't sleep. Uh, it's, and then, then, then I finally I'm going to Thursday to get a, a injection in my back. They're going to put me to sleep. So that'll help out. And then so I can go back you know, to work. But then I got this sickness here. This cold. It's just. It's just not. <laughs> I'm tired. I am wore out. I'm in six weeks of pain. Uh, this I am more out. It's 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 getting in my my mental part, and I'm I i do not know what to do. I'm, I'm tired. Well, problems have to do with backsliding. And you said you were you were a born again believer, and you've been living in a backslid condition. Yeah. Which is turning your back on God. You're living in adultery, and and that's turning your back on God. I gotta I gotta do. I love this woman. She loves me. Well, I know you love her, but the, but she, if you love her, you need to marry her. As quick as possible. Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen or not. Well, what is it? What then? You need to move out. Yeah. Is she married to somebody else? Are you married to somebody else right now? She uh no, she hasn't been married. She got divorced twenty uh like twenty eight years ago. Uh huh. She had she had prayed to God here. Let me tell you what happened here. She had been praying to God. For 28 years, and there has not been another man in her life she has never dated. Her kids are all grown, college down the house. They have never seen her with another woman, with another man. I'm sorry, with another man. <laughs> she she stayed and raised her kids, and she prayed to God. And I, I knew her years ago when we were in school. When we were 18. I'm 56, 
somehow or another, I don't know how it happened, but God, and, and we put us together. We we met, had lunch. And, uh, God didn't put you um, together. God don't put you in a sexual relationship. Well, this is well, what happened here, Tim. Here's what happened. And we go and, and uh, uh, she was uh, uh, listening to the radio station somewhere, and and we felt that, that because we the way we felt with each other, I mean, this is this is us. I mean, we're meant to be. This is just it is. God put us together. She uh, listened to a radio station and said, "God, if this if this relationship is of uh, of you." Let me win this uh, this uh, Beatles concert they had in Tyler at the at the the college over there, and she and she won that she won that. And that's what we did for uh, for Valentine's and just everything that we've done together. Just it feels so right, you know. And, and we, 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 but, we, but brother, how can you say it feels so right if you're you're in rebellion to God? I know. I, I've just I, I know. But, it, in your mind, it's right, but it's not right in God's eyes. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not condemning you at all, okay. But if I don't tell you the truth, I can't help you. Right. But I, I know how to help you, and I know, you know, another thing is turning your back on God is another major cause of back problems. <laughs> yeah, because I've never, I've, I've never had. Yeah, here's a, here, now listen to this. Now, back this same girl we're talking about 25 years ago that did all that. Okay, way back then when I was young, I worked at a lawnmower shop, and I hurt my back. Okay, now you got to listen to this. I hurt my back and went through everything, and it hurt. So it hurt like it did right now. It did. When I met her over there, she said, "Come here." And I laid down on the couch, and she went over there and she touched me on my back. Touched me on my back. My pain was gone forever. I have not. Huh? Are you talking about the lady twenty-five years ago? Yes. Yes. She touched my back, and that pain instantly left me. I have not had no back pain since I was 27 years old and 56, and it's like it just all of a sudden came back when when I when I you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. and well, that's touched, that's where I started thinking about what was going on here that something something's not right because it's just it's not right. And, but uh, she touched your back 25 years ago, and you didn't have no pain, and she was in witchcraft. I she guess it was. She had books and she had some things. Her mother. She had a car wreck and she died in a car wreck. Her mom thought she'd come back different. And well, anyway, you know that. And and uh, there was a girl that was living there at that house. And uh, she she left. It was her roommate was in an apartment. And so uh, so we all three lived there. And she left like a week later to go visit her mom in Pennsylvania. And that girl come up to me and she goes, "See these see these bruises on my arm?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, uh, "Stephanie did that." I said, "What do you mean?" She said. Well, I'd be there, and, uh, and uh, I'd go and touch some of your clothes or something, and I'd feel something touch me. And she goes, she turns the lights off and on. And she's all, I, I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, no, she does. She does all that. And uh, and I talked to her uh, when she got back about a few things, and she would, she would, you know, because every night, every night, I'd have to go to sleep. She'd have to, she'd have to pull me up because I'd get so far in it, I, she'd have to pull me out of it when I, when I lay down. And because she acted like it, she was trying to help me, you know, because we prayed. She played okay. a boys player. She was a Catholic. And uh, anyway, I, I finally I'd go lay. As soon as I laid down, it would come on me. I wouldn't hear no voices, but I would. I was paralyzed. I couldn't get up, and, it, and finally I had to ago. pull myself this out. Is, and that went on for a long time, and it stopped. Wait but, a minute. Uh, this, hey, wait. Is this twenty five years ago? Yes, yes, this is all. This is this is twenty five years okay, ago, and it's like I'm looking in a mirror one time in the bathroom, and, and I seen her, I looked at her face, and it started. It turned like 
these blotches, real deep red bump, like blot, all over her face. She looked at, looked at it, and I said, "Oh man!" And all of a sudden, just as soon as it came on, it just went away. And just hey. I go on okay, and on about listen, things. <laughs> listen, hey, 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 listen. Yeah. She put a curse on you. I know. I know that. Okay, she healed you through some kind of demonic thing, and the okay. devil doesn't mind. The devil doesn't mind taking away a little demon if he can give you a bigger one. Right. And it's because all this is demonic. I got so a big one now crazy. going on. I got a big one. Yeah, I know. And you got a lot of problems right now. Yeah, I, although more than I have in my whole you're life. Gonna start, you're going to have to start confessing your sin, and that's every sin you ever committed. And you say, "Well, I can't remember all those, but the Holy Spirit knows." I know, and I have been. I've been, I, and I did it this morning. I, I just this morning I did that, and I did it. I do it almost every day. I do. Well, there's the things that happened. Yeah, there's things that have happened to you that you don't even remember. Right. And that's what I do about that. Well, the you know sanctification is a process. I mean, I get deliverance is an ongoing thing, but the place right. to start is start lining your life with the Word of God, and the demons will start backing off, and that woman won't be able to curse you. Okay. So as long as I'm living in sin, that she they they can come in like that. It's like an open door. Absolutely, that's right. <laughs> is, this, is this going to? We're asking her because she we're both. She's real religious too. In fact, you've talked to her a couple of times. She'd been to her seminars several times. She'd been to your seminars and all that. And, and anyway, she wants to know, can this transfer to her? Absolutely, because, the family, because yeah. she's in sin. Having, she's got a soul tie, demonic soul tie with you, and you, you've got each other's demons. You've got each other's sicknesses. You've got each other's um, mental problems, emotional problems. Um, yes, absolutely, through a soul tie. Through a soul tie, you get the mental problems, the sexual problems, the addictions. Whatever the other one. Do you think if we got married, that was uh, that thing would start to start getting aligned? Did that part? I mean, a lot of that. Well, yeah, you could start breaking the soul ties and and start lining. Both of you need to line your life with the Lord because she's living in sin too. Yeah, but she, she, I mean, she does. She, other than that, she really does. She, she's really a, a great person. She doesn't. Oh, I, I mean, everybody's you know different, person. but she really wants to try. We, we get her. She wants that to. Has, with it. You can be a great person and get into sin, and he, God whips your rear end. Pardon the expression. Uh-huh. He whips you. And God, God is just giving you a whipping from all. I feel that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm getting a whipping. And that's what I told her before. Point. I said I've I've had her God come down to me, and it felt like he's like my sitting right in front of me with his finger pointing at me. Well, that's absolutely. You're under his judgment right now. That's right. You, you got the. You I, 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 I totally agree Instead with you. Making yourself happy, you need to make him happy. Okay. That's what we're supposed to live for, not live for ourselves. But, okay. You know, you make her. Why? Why you said you didn't think you could marry this woman? Why? Is there some? Are you married still to somebody? No, I'm, I'm not married. Here, here, here's the problem. I, I, I sold, I sold my. I guess because everything, I feel unstable. I mean, before, uh. uh but just right at the time I met her, that's when my life started falling apart. I had a uh, I had a two houses paid for. I had uh, a lot of money that got me into. Uh, I had my cars paid for. I had a great job. Uh, I had a lot of things going on, and I ended up selling houses, blowing money. Now, this was two years ago when you met the woman. Drugs, huh? This and I ended up getting back on drugs again. It was just like well, right um, the time she met me, my life started falling apart. I had now, I had I accomplished a, a lot of my life. What are you talking about? 
Are you talking about the woman you're living with now? Yeah, when I, when I met her, this how long has it been now, Kim? Over a year, just over a year, mm-hmm. just a little over a year that, that, just a little over a year ago. Okay, probably a year just prior to that. So two years ago, my life. I mean, I still had, you know, I still had everything. I had the home. Was that when you moved in with the woman you're living with now? Uh, well, two years ago is when things started. The snow, you know, started happening. But they got but really bad right when I met her one year ago. I moved in with her, yes. I've been living with her for a year. And right when I moved, now I haven't been living here a year. I had my house over there. I've been living here probably about four months. But when I was, you know, uh, living in, uh, not too far from here in Princeton, uh, ended up, I had that house, living in that house for 25 years. It was okay, paid so that's for, Huh? Okay, that's when when you moved in with this woman is when all this started, right? Well, it started right before that, just right before things started, because you okay. know, because when I talked to her, you know, she she do, and I had had everything going on. She don't want. She was waiting for a man in her life. She waited for a man for twenty five years. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was. She thought, and I, and I know what it, I am. I am that man. Okay, I am. Hey, and, get married. Okay. Okay. But 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 you, but what, but now you know I, I don't uh, I'm getting down to where I don't have much to offer now. I mean if I lose my job, you know only thing I well, got only thing I got le- got left now. You're living together. What's the difference? You're living together. If she loves you and you love her, get married. I so do, but I've money. got my credit went to crap. All I've got is a cabin that I'm trying to sell to try to pay off debt. Well, and, you're living with her, and you don't have anything. So what difference does it make if you're going to keep living with her? Well, I live in her house. It's her house. I don't. I've never had. I've always had. I've always run the the the, the had my own home. Uh, I didn't have to rely on anyone at all, and it doesn't feel very good at all. For one thing, it just be hard. I don't know what to do about that because we, we were hoping to get another house together and be, have something we bought between us both that it would be ours. Sir, sir, you're going to have to get married if you want to get out of sin. That's going to be a big step for you. Whether you have anything to offer her or not, you're living with her and you have nothing to offer. So what's the difference? It's just a, it's a piece of paper that can. God, if you're going to live with her, you need to be married. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we got insurance. I had put insurance. We got as a domestic partner. We're shown to be. Yeah, but you're missing the point. Yeah, no, okay. You're still wanting to do what you want to do instead of what God wants you to do. Got you. I, oh, I understand. I was just going to uh, make excuses. Uh, okay, I'm going to pray with you. There's lots of things you need deliverance from. Okay. But I'm going to pray with you about the lady from way back there. Okay. But all the other situations, I can't pray. I'm not going to pray with you until you. You start lining your life with the word. So after I understand. I totally understand that. It'd be a waste of time. I totally understand. No, go on my Just listen. Go on my website after I pray with you about this lady 25 years ago. Okay. Go on my website and listen to all those three CDs with deliverance prayers. You can get deliverance just listening by going to Abiding Life Ministries with an S dot com. I'm sorry, dot, not dot com. That's <coughs> abidinglifeministries.org. Dot org, and okay. Those, yeah, abidinglifeministries.org and listen to the free CDs with deliverance prayers and you okay. get deliverance. And after you listen to all of them, you call me back and I'll minister to you some more. But I okay. want you to listen because it's the truth that sets you free and there's just a lot of things you don't know the truth about. Okay, because I have been I have been the opposite here. I, You know, I've lived... Right for many many years, many many. You're not I, 
Brooks, uh, but, sir, you're not living right. You're shagging Oh, my God. Now, this is a big thing. I agree with you. Oh, but so you're not living right. You have no, I'm not. Right. I mean, but I have lived right with been married and, and all that, you know, not the, the this and things did work out but, for me. But see, that doesn't matter. It's what you're doing now. I understand. I understand. I know the difference. I know what it's like to, to be free of, of all this and what it's like to be in, in trapped where I am right now. This, I know. I know. Okay, i got to get Lord, back. I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask you hey, to forgive me. What is your name? You just give me your first name. Gary. Gary. Yes. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, in Jesus' I ask name. ask you to forgive me. ask you to forgive me. For coming out of that bar. For coming out of that bar. And letting this woman seduce me. Let this woman seduce me. Forgive me for living with her for five years. Forgive me for living with her for five years. Forgive me for everything I ever did with her. Forgive me for everything I ever did with her. And I forgive her for everything she did to me. And I forgive her for everything she did to me. And when she supposedly healed my back. When she supposedly healed my back. I break the power. I break the power. Every demonic spirit she put on me. Every demonic spirit she put on me. You said you had a motorcycle wreck? No. You had a wreck or something that caused the back trouble. What was that? Oh, I just, I had, uh, oh, I worked at just lawnmowers. I was loading lawnmowers. Back then, I just heard it from just strain. Now, I, was, I did a, I had a colonoscopy, and I come out with right. a back trouble. I understand. I understand. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for backsliding. Forgive me for backsliding. Turning my back on you. Turning my back on you. Living in sin. Living in sin. Forgive me for adultery. Forgive me for adultery. Uh, um, fornication. Fornication. And Lord, I forgive this lady that I knew 25 years ago. And Lord, I forgive this lady I lived with 25 years ago. And forgive me for having a child out of wedlock. Forgive me for having a child out of wedlock. And what was her name? Stephanie. The woman's name was Stephanie. Uh-huh. I break soul ties with Stephanie. I break soul ties with Stephanie. I cut and sever. I cut and sever. Every cord of control. Every cord of control. Linking her soul to mine. Linking her soul to mine. I call back my soul and spirit from her. I call back my soul and spirit from her. Cleansed, sanctified, and made whole. Sin, sanctified, and made whole. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. I send back her soul and spirit to her. I send back her soul and spirit to her. I change her image. I change her image. For the image of Christ. For the image of Christ. I forgive her for putting curses on me. I forgive her for putting curses on me. And I bind and break. I bind and break. Every word curse fails. Every word curse fails. Expects and charms. Express the charm. Incantation. Incantation. Divination. Divination. Assault and assignment. Assault and assignment. Voodoo and magic. Voodoo and magic. Potions. Potions. Spells. Bells. Spells. Spells. Mind control. Mind control. That she's exercised over me. That she's exercised over me. 
I nullify and make void. Every word of death. Every word of this. Death. Every word of death. Every word of death. Curse assignment. Curse assignment. And ritual she's spoken over me. And ritual that she's ever spoken over me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I break curses of calamity. I break curses of calamity. I break curses of uh, back problems. Uh, break curses of back problems. Financial problems. Financial problems. And the spirit of death that she's sent upon me. And the spirit of death has been put upon me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now command the familiar spirit of Stephanie and every demon that came in to I'm, Gary through the curses that she spoke over him. I command you to leave him now in the name, power, blood, and by the authority of Jesus' name. I break your power. I take a deep breath and cough. I command you to go now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I just take him out of those swallowed up places. In Jesus' name, take a deep breath, Gary, and call. Okay. Leave, leave him now in Jesus' name. Every spirit that came in through Stephanie has to go now in the name of Jesus. I break your power in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I break the power of fear uh, in the name of Jesus. I break the power of adultery, fornication in Jesus' name. You leave Gary now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Do you feel any? Did you feel anything leave you? I think so for a minute. I think for a minute. Yeah, I've I've felt. Yeah. Okay. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so, what kind of a thing did you have with her recent recently on by email? It was just I talked to her daughter and, and told her that uh, uh, it's some things that I probably shouldn't have. We got in an argument, and uh, and so I she sent me a. Returned, and so the last thing that I sent, she never got it because she closed me out of Facebook. So I sent it to her mother, which she got, and then that's when it all started happening. She and got so mad. You talked about her daughter. Were you talking about your daughter? Yes, yes, because she she said some really terrible things about me, and so and I Lord, just basically I said that I didn't want to. I don't want to have anything to do with. I'm done, and uh, it was meant for her daughter or my daughter. But uh, she couldn't get it because she bought me out of email or out of Facebook. So I sent it well, to Lord, uh, I Lord, I forgive her. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask for restoration with my daughter. I ask for restoration with my daughter. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now, you might got a, might have got a little bit of deliverance, but there's just still too much sin you're going to have to deal with. So I want you to listen to those people. My website, and I want you to to uh, te- to um, maybe you could email me and give me your address. I'm not going to forget. I'm going to keep. I'm going to talk to you. I'm not going to uh, stop. I'm going to. I'm going to go through with this. I'm going to be. You're going to be hearing from me. I'm going to read well, all these. Listen to all these discs. I'm going to. I'm going to straight do what I need uh, to do here. Pray the prayers when you listen. Okay. And uh, see until I until you deal with sin, I can't cast too much out of you. Okay. So when you deal with the sin, the demons are going to leave. Every every sin you confess, demons are going to start moving off. Okay. Um, um, so, um, uh, if you if you will email me at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net, okay. you can go on my website and email me from there, and um, and I'll send you a clearing the land book. And if you and your girlfriend will go through it, both of you need to get your life 
right lined up with the Lord. Yes, ma'am. You need to get married the quickest way is too slow. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and you call me, I mean, you uh, email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. Send me your address, and I'll send you a gift clearing the land. Okay. Okay? Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Okay, if anyone anyone else needs prayer, if you want to call in, I'll be happy to pray for you. I'm going to wait just a little bit, and if nobody calls, then we'll close the show. But be sure and listen again. The first and third um, Tuesdays from six to eight Central Time, and um, you can email me at Jerry McGee at sbcglobal dot net. Um, my website is jerrymcgee dot com, and um, I'm going to close now. And if anybody uh, anybody needs prayer, I'll give you just a few more minutes to call in. And if you uh, no one calls, then we'll close the show. But um, but you can order um, CDs and books online and sign up for my email, and I will send you a schedule of my meetings in Duncanville. And uh, I want to thank Dorothy Carruthers for uh, allowing me to be have this program. And uh, I will just say to all of you who listen in, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you more peace. In Jesus' name.